Hi, it's Paul Tizard, Love Fly, Overcome Your Fear of Flying in 30 Days. And this podcast, we are talking about why now is the best time to go and tackle your fear of flying. So something that's occurred to me as I've been reflecting at the end of the year and what a year it's been, a bit of a weird one, isn't it? Is that when it comes to beating fear of flying, now is the is a really important time to address it because over the last 20, I suppose, 20 or so years, that I've been running these type of courses and help for nervous flyers. One thing is very clear to me that end of the year, and beginning of the new year is a key time when people really want to address their fear of flying. And I don't think this will be any different. Of course, we've had the extra difficulty of the COVID and that has created quite a problem for many of us. And particularly in commercial aviation, because it's taken such a toll, it's really hit the commercial aviation market. Thousands of people have been laid off. I've been talking to hundreds of people who have lost their jobs. I have noticed that there is a sort of a real depression in the industry right now. And so we need to get back flying. So just for the sake of being able to take advantage of the fantastic wonder of flying and all that it brings us and all that it offers us, that's really important. But by the same token, now is the time to start thinking about flying again. So come the new year, vaccine in place, it, we very well may see a change in the way that we operate and the way that we move towards commercial aviation again. And perhaps we won't take it for granted that these flights are available and that there are all these places to go. But we really need to be supporting aviation, otherwise we're going to lose some great traditional airlines. And we've already had a couple go, and I think it'd be a, such a tragedy for that to happen. But why is now the right time to beat the fear of flying? Well, typically when it comes to the new year, people kind of look at things that they've been putting off. So the stuff that they know they should address, but they've just been too nervous to do it. And I think that it's a really important time to really consider what's holding me back from going towards my fear. What's holding me back from beating that? Because the reality is, as I've always said, you're never born with this fear of flying. It's just something that you've learned. And so it's never too late to do something about it. And often the new year is a great moment because it gives you something to sort of focus on as a way of, right, I'm going to really do it now. It underlines the last year and starts the new year correctly. And I think that's why people are drawn to this idea of beating their fear of flying come the new year. This is particularly important for me right now because I've just been doing a load of recording with pilots, friends of mine, cabin crew friends, and we've been going through all the different things that are in place to help passengers who are scared of flying, but also just for the general flying public. And it, it's really opened my eyes again to how much is actually in place to help the nervous flyers. So some of the things I've been talking to with my friend, Captain Steve, 
the training that these people have to go through. And we were talking about just to become a pilot in the first place can cost you, say, up to £120,000. And that's if you're self-funded. And that doesn't get you a job. That just gets you a frozen license. And then if you actually get a job with an airline, then you need to apply for that particular type rating because aircraft pilots only hold one rating at a time. In other words, so if a pilot is trained on the Airbus A340, one of those types, or they can't fly on a Boeing. Completely different aircraft. Although the principles of flight never change and the physics don't change, because the aircraft are so different that they would have to do a conversion which can be anything from three to six months to get onto the new aircraft type. And then they're not just let loose. They have to be checked again. So this could be a person. So even a person been flying for 15 years as a pilot and then they trained on the new aircraft type, they get checked again because they will have habits and automatic behaviours that you would have learned from their previous aircraft type. So it's, it's, it's a big deal. And then once they get in and they're in, every six months are in a simulator being tested and tested and tested again. So it really brings home how much is in place to keep people safe, keep us safe. So we're talking about that. We're talking about uh, what pilots do during turbulence. Not very much because they know it's not a problem. So I was talking about that again and what a lot of the myths that exist around the weather and turbulence and how as nervous flyers will often plan our routes thinking about how do I get the least turbulence and you have no control over it. So that's one of those safety behaviours that a lot of nervous flyers do is that they start to think about how can I get the least turbulent day? You know, I look at the weather charts and all the rest of it and, and, and that you can't plan it. You can't plan it at all. And you don't need to because the aircraft are so strong. Turbulence is never going to bring anything down. It's just uncomfortable and it feels it feels dangerous but it's not and if you've got your seatbelt on you're perfectly perfectly safe okay so we're talking about lots of stuff like that we're talking about all this the safety measures in place around terrorism around oh just you name it we've been going over all of that this week so i hope to release some of those bits in some podcasts shortly in the in the new year and also talking to a friend of mine sarah fowler about the the cabin training and how extensive it was. And I'd kind of forgotten that how much it is a full on experience that once you get in, then you're tested every day to sort of around 88, 90% pass rate. And you have to pass every single exam. And there's safety, all the safety side, aviation medicine, and then obviously the customer care. But the primary role of cabin crew is around safety. And a lot of people don't realise that because they just think, oh, you know, they're, they're smiley. That's, that's a nice person and they're going to look after me. And that's why you might choose an airline. But safety is the reason that they're there. So it's worth thinking about that when you're looking around and you're looking at the cabin crew and thinking, what do they know? They're so well trained. You would be gobsmacked. And one of the podcasts that I'm going to release in the new year will be around the aviation medicine help because I was just staggered. I'd forgotten how much there was in place that if you had an incident on board, a medical incident, what they could do for you. And it's just remarkable. So I'm going to talk about that in the new year 
And that, that you will find very reassuring. And I'd go so far as to say, if you're going to have an illness, a heart attack or anything like that, do it on an aircraft because these people are so well trained and so connected in terms of the facilities that they have available to, to them. It'll just blow your mind. That's what I've been doing for the last uh, couple of weeks, talking about that, recording lots of bits that we're going to use in the podcast. And I think it'll be a really nice thing in the new year to give you some reassurance. So look out for those. But just to sort of finish off this very short podcast, I want to say I hope you have a good break over this holiday season. Uh, remember, commercial aviation has not gone. We're still here. We're still waiting for you, eagerly waiting for you to come back and book your flights and come away with us. And the safety is just as safe as it's always been, even though we've had to get rid of people, which is really, really sad. The safety side has not been compromised. And in fact, with the COVID safe airlines, which is what the route we've all gone, there's a lot more in place now to keep you safe, to make sure that when you travel, you're no more at risk than walking out in the road or doing anything else that you're going to do in terms of catching COVID. In fact, I'd go so far as to say it's even better because the amount of times that the air is changing the aircraft and it's fresh air. And we're talking to Steve, Captain Steve, about his 787 that he flies, that you it scoops in clean air, which is changed every two or three minutes. And these amazing filters that get rid of everything. So in terms of safety wise, fly, you've got to fly. And so now is a good time to be looking at your fear of flying. And so here's an offer for you. If you go to the following website, it's paultizard.co.uk. That's paultizard.co.uk, T-I-Z-Z-A-R-D.co.uk. It's basically my name. You will see that there is a free download of my latest book, which is helping you to overcome fear of flying. Feel free to have a look at that and check it out. Now, I'm going to invite my friend in now. This is Captain Steve. Captain Steve. 787. How are you, mate? You're all right. Sorry, I'm late. Postman delivering parcels and that. And Don't worry, you're here. I shall edit out those bits. <laughs> I started recording the, the podcast and, and then I thought Steve might turn up and here you are. Awesome. So welcome, Captain Steve, to the podcast. I've just been talking about why now is a great time to be beating the fear of flying and i was talking about the end of christmas new year why people start to think about it and and i wondered what you thought about that why why would you say now is a good time if any that people should be looking to beat their fear of flying well um thank you paul this is a really good time because the, the world is uh, in need of repair the world is in need of healing and i think it's a really good time to uh, to look in your inner self and try and um, sort the things that need sorting. Yeah, we could all do with some cheering up. And I think for anyone who wants to learn about flying, learn all about knowledge and understand why it's not dangerous to fly. And it's actually a wonderful phenomenon. This is a really good time, I feel. I was saying that I, I just talking before you came on about the recording we've been doing this week, you know, talking and I was saying how much I was impressed with your ability to talk about the safety, all the stages of flight, all the backups that are in place. I was talking about the air quality and all the different things that we do. And I just said it kind of it's given me a renewed respect for pilots, even you. 
<laughs> Whoa. You're, you're, you're searching low. <laughs> and if you could see Captain Steve now, he's, as always, he's turned up in full uniform. He's stood, stand down, Steve. You don't, there's no need. There's, there's no, he's so formal, this guy. No, he's not. Take my this is, one of the things, I, the reason why I work with Steve is because I think he's a brilliant bloke. And I think when you have this stereotypical image of pilots, you have this sort of idea that there are ones out there like that, which are very kind of, <laughs> are, believe me, it's, you know, quite stiff and formal. But one of the things that Steve has been really good and why he's been brilliant with this program is the fact that he's not only a training captain and got loads of experience, but also has got a great sense of humour and has got huge empathy for nervous flyers. And I think those those combinations are fantastic. So I think sometimes people are a bit surprised that because you're a bit like relaxed and casual, aren't they? <laughs> but they are, Paul, and, uh, and you did hit the note. Um, pilots have that reputation of being very robotic. And when you're sitting in the back of the aluminium tube or the carbon fibre tube, it is nowadays, yes. uh, uh, you hear this... Um, what you can only describe as that voice has to be put on. Nobody speaks like, like that. And I'm sure they all, some of them do practice in their... Uh, so give, us, their... give us a bit of the captain voice. Go on. Ladies and gentlemen, good morning. Give us a captain's voice uh, wishing us a Merry Christmas. Go on. <laughs> I will at the end. I will at the end. <laughs> yeah. Because I do wonder if it's part of the training, you know, where you yeah. go through where you say... Believe it or not, it, it, it isn't. But I think, um, I don't know... Uh, maybe we all grew up watching movies and thought that was the way to do it. So, but some of them, and believe me, there are, a lot of them are, are very robotic and probably you might not describe them as human <laughs> because <laughs> they just do their job brilliantly, but they don't, uh, as Paul is sort of, we we are more human. We're uh, in touch with our inner selves. And, uh, and yeah, and lots of things I've done through my life is... Um, you know, if you have a sensitive soul yourself, then you completely understand what other people are going through and empathetic. And the pilots that don't really understand is because they know it's not dangerous and they probably sit there actually not realising the people that are anxious and going through a really bad time sitting on the back of an aeroplane wondering what's just about. They, yeah. they just, yeah, they won't have mm. the empathy because... They know that they're going from A to B safely, but they just won't get it if you if you understand. Yeah, I get it. I think that there is a, I think the, the stereotype is quite reassuring for some people. They like to think, oh, you know, the, the pilot's up there in his or her, in his uniform, tie on, hat on, bolt upright. Uh, and, yep. that, and that's not really realistic, is it? Because actually that is the, you know, that's the walking through the airport image. Yes. But the person up the front needs to be relaxed and alert and yes. not kind of feeling like under pressure or in, in a stupid way, you know, like being sitting there trying to be all too formal and everything. So you just do the voice because, you know, that's what people are listening into. You know, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, I can't do it. You know, <laughs> I, I haven't had the training. <laughs> Actually, give me some top tips. Yeah, so with, I think there is something very comfortable with that. So with the message is that, you know, whoever's up there, any voice that comes over, you can trust that they're trained to, to a high extent. But the reality is if you're talking to them and you're a nervous flyer, you know, very few of them will necessarily understand why, because for them, it's completely safe. So it's not that they don't have empathy. Of course they do. But there are very few that can actually do what Steve does, which is be able to talk to people and really get it because of the, the other sort of bits of work that you've done as well, isn't it? Around outside of just being a pilot, you know, not just say yeah. just being a pilot. You know what I mean? No. 
I know what you mean. Yeah. He's a super pilot, yeah. <laughs> I've seen him. He can fly it and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Always lands on the thin bit of the runway, which is good. Yeah. <laughs> At the right end, I think yeah. that's always a bonus. <laughs> yes, the takeoffs and landings are equal. Yeah, <laughs> equal so, numbers. So that's that's always good. So yeah. if we're going this a bit light-hearted, but you know the professionalism is always there, and I think that's one thing I like about Steve is that he's extremely professional when it matters. But you've also got a good goes so far as a great sense of humor the rest of the time you know which is just because i think a lot of pilots are like that i got great humor and stuff but mm. it's and still though i'd say that empathy thing is for the nervous flyer they get it but they all just concentrate on making sure the flight's safe and as smooth yeah. as possible and that's their way of helping isn't it so very much so, yeah. so give us the captain voice in terms of uh so perhaps just a little christmas message for the nervous flyer <laughs> using the captain voice <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard. Welcome to your flight to the Arctic Circle to Ooh. see Santa Claus himself. <laughs> and I know that I wish you all a very, very Merry Christmas, as does Santa Claus. <laughs> Enjoy your <laughs> What a load of rubbish. Sorry. No, that was great. That was great. Yeah. So that's what that's what a captain sounds like. So, uh, uh, so when you hear that, you know that that's the captain voice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure how much of this I can use for the podcast, but it's it's great banter anyway. Thanks for jumping on, Steve. So, I've just been saying about it to people, it's now is as good a time as any, particularly New Year. It's a really important time for people to they often use it as a way to sort of underline last year and start afresh for the new year. And that's yeah, why we used, to, we used to get a big uptick of bookings around this type of year because people go, and I'm going to do something about it now. Yeah, no, for sure. No, it's a, it will be a very good resolution to, um, to, to take on board. And also I was, I was talking a little bit, but I don't know all the details around how airlines have made it COVID safe. And as you've flown recently, what was it like for you mm during this this time because you flew in the last couple of weeks didn't you i did yeah yeah i've been to chicago and new york and that. it's um it, it is surreal you walk through the airport and uh, there are very very few people in the airport naturally everyone is is wearing a a face mask which is um that's strange i, I haven't got used to that i'm sure probably no one else has um uh, we get used to seeing that around the world in the Far East, you know, when, when they people have the common cold and stuff, we're used to seeing them. But when you start to see that actually on the UK shores, it is very weird. So, yeah, the airports are, are a very, very quiet place at the minute. It's almost like tumbleweed going through there. So you, you kind of, what I'm sure if people have a, a fear of flying um, and are anxious in airports, it's actually a really good time for you to probably actually go and face this because the airports are very, very quiet and you might not feel that horrible sort of claustrophobic uh, feeling mm. inside the airport where there's normally thousands of people almost rubbing shoulders, which is a good thing. They're not at the minute, of course. So, yeah, it's quite a relaxing place, the airport. In the skies as well, um, if you ever think about actually how many flights actually take off every single day, which is millions and millions of flights around the world. Um, it's uh, it, the skies are so quiet at the minute. Yes, and uh, there's no delays. Uh, there's no holding when you arrive. There's no taxiing delays, and you literally. Um, I, I've never got from A to B so, so quickly in uh, you know in all the 31 years I've been flying. So, so the, there is get a plus there, you, 
that's the, I mean, that sounds great. That sounds perfect. So when you yeah. get there, what mm. what sort of checks do you have to go through before? So what's what's in place at the airport now for people? Yeah, so so for our crew, um, we now have uh, for for obvious reasons because obviously we'd be um, impounded the other end, but we do have a COVID test now before departure. And of course, if anyone uh, does test positive, then they obviously won't be boarding the aeroplane. So that's a really good thing that uh, came into place just a couple of months ago. And depending on the destination, of course, uh, some passengers are required to also to to take tests. So yeah, when when you when you're um, you know going through security as well, everyone's um, I don't know people if you remember going through security wasn't the most um, personal service, and it was obviously yeah, and and it just seems that everyone is just I don't know overly polite, friendly. It's it's actually a really nice experience. And when I say that, it's not just for passengers. You know, crew get um, mm. round that as well, and and people look at it so, but. We just have a wonderful rapport with everyone in the airport now. And it's just as if, I don't know, it's sort of, it's uh, built bridges. It's uh, mended maybe uh, things that weren't entirely smooth before. But yeah, it's a really good time for you to experience it in this surreal time. Yeah. yeah. And so you, did you feel like pretty safe going through from the COVID side I of things? Yeah, absolutely. I do. I, I, I think, you know, everything is in place that they can do. I, I'm not really sure other than, well, the testing's there. So, and if, you know, you're, you're free, then everyone on that aeroplane is, is obviously free of COVID. So um, it's difficult the other end, I believe, when you land into certain places, um, you know, when uh, the customers are allowed into wherever they're going. I think they're probably under scrutiny for more you know, they'll want to see your documentation for tests and stuff. So it might be a little bit sort of off-putting when you get the other side. You, you might start to roll your eyes thinking, well, I've just done all this. But of course, you know, they've got to naturally protect their own borders when they arrive. So, but I have to say, actually leaving the UK is is the quickest, <laughs> most efficient way. I've, I've seen things uh, work for a long, long time. You know, So the airports, I think, are relieved that, you know, you know, even baggage belts, you know, there's so little cabin baggage actually being put into, uh, sorry, hold luggage being put into the hold. It's quite funny to to actually see very few workers actually at the airport. So it sounds like a great time to fly. And it sounds, it also sounds like the, the COVID thing has been thought about and is being well managed, which is not a surprise. I mean, that's what commercial aviation is about, isn't it? Managing risk. Absolutely. It's always forward thinking. And and I think, of course, you know, that they would love to have had more things in place quicker. But of course, they had to get the right things in place uh, over time, because I think the corridors that they're, they're so hoping to get open again, particularly America, we're, we're taking mainly cargo to America, because I, I really think they, like most countries, they're struggling as well to get it under control. So those, it's not, you know, entirely sort of, open skies and freedom for, for anywhere in the world at the minute. Um, mm. You can't even get into Australia. You can't, uh, you know, lots of places in the Far East are naturally quite um, concerned about what they can see happening in, in Europe. So, yeah. Steve, thank you very much. So just sort of to close off then, really, now's a good time to, to fly if you don't like it because you've got a bit more space around you. It's a bit more of a relaxed experience, believe it or not, even with the COVID testing. It's, it, there's a little more freedom around less people about and also to make the most of this underline the last year and start the new year on a positive now is as good a time as any to to start thinking about beating the fear because in no time at all 
things are going to get back to some sort of normality, won't they? Mm, for sure. And I was just going to say, for actually, obviously, we're carrying very few customers at the present time. So actually, if you you know get yourself on a flight and you are obviously sitting there full of questions and and perhaps starting to feel you know uncomfortable, you will actually you know not that you wouldn't get. And personal service before, but you will actually get a lot of attention to yourself because there's very few people on board uh, at the minute. Not because people don't want to fly, it's just because they can't, you know, it's a certain destination they're not allowed to go to. So, um, yeah, we're, we're carrying on a 264-seater aeroplane. Sometimes we're carrying as little as 10, 20 people. So 50 seems to be quite busy at the, at the present time. But um, And that's why the airlines are obviously, you know, financially um, struggling. Yes. So, yeah. But, uh, Thank you. So that's that's a good tip there. So uh, mm. now's a good time to fly for lots of reasons. And uh, in the next couple of podcasts, we're going to cover some of the stuff that Steve and I have been recording over the last week. So we'll pick up again there. Thanks again, Steve. Absolute pleasure, Paul. And just for everyone's it, you know, I've been involved with Paul for for some time, and and his company Love Fly is is a really unique approach. Wonderful, empathetic approach to to really cure you of of this fear of flying it's not just to put a sort of a sticky tape or a plaster over it it's actually going to really find the root cause of actually what causes these fears and, uh, and i can thoroughly recommend uh, paul's love flight brilliant how much do i owe you <laughs> tenner i'll do <laughs> thanks steve pleasure nice to see you cheers